Good afternoon. Welcome to Network Outdoors, the podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Molson, and today I am here with a very special guest coming to you from Port Hope, Michigan, Mr. Ray Hoodie. How are you, Ray? I'm good. How are you, Brandon? Good. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. So you are also the owner-operator, longtime Avid Outdoorsman, but owner-operator of Hot Shot Outfitters, and you control either own or manage, what is it, somewhere around 30,000 acres up in the thumb of Michigan? Yep, that is correct. And yep. I, I was introduced to you um, last year. And it was for, it was around this time, a little, a little earlier than this time, it was for late season goose. So that's what I, I became to know you as the, the goose guy. But your outfit covers a whole mix of them. So how, how about uh, take take a bit and uh, what, what are you up to? Well, we're going to we're starting to goose hunt this weekend, uh, in February, the late season. But then I do rabbit hunts all through the winter until March 31st. Then I start April 20th, I start taking turkey hunters till may 31st or june 7th because they uh changed the law to hunt later in june or earlier in june and then i go right into uh charter fishing in the summer out of port austin and grindstone and then i start goose hunting in september and i start deer hunting in september Oof. that's a lineup oh you do some predator stuff too don't you and crow yep we do crow hunt that's right in the last 15 days of march yep yep i didn't even coyote hunting I didn't even know crow was a thing until uh, sitting down and talking to you last year. That was, uh, yeah, was I'm looking forward favorite. to it. Yep. Yeah. And yep. um, so far, network people from the network have come up there and rabbit hunted with you a few times. And we had uh, we had a little deer camp up there for a few days um, during during the the regular season gun, but it was the the second week there, which was awesome. Um, Everybody had plenty of opportunities to shoot deer. I got a nice buck. There was there was a, a number of bucks taken over those uh, that two week period of time, but it, it was a blast. We um we everybody's always looking forward to waterfowl season kicking off. Michigan September that's when the goose season, but this late season it's special. Not a lot of people have access to fields. Not really sure where the goose has come. So the last few times I've talked to you. You, you're you're scouting like a madman. Is that is that how you spend most of the day right now? Every day, every day from <laughs> daylight till I'm still scouting right now as we speak for the weekend hunt. Oh you know, man! I took pictures of the field that we're going to hunt tomorrow morning. How's that sound this morning? There was a thousand birds coming through it. <sighs> and last year, I forgot if we did a. I'm I'm sure we 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 mentioned the hunt and talked a little about it. But for those that didn't listen to the last year's podcast about our late season hunt experience with Hotshot Outfitters and and you and and the team, it was we were up there Saturday and Sunday, similar to what uh, is is coming up here. And I remember it was oh it was freezing cold, really really cold, and there were what, 10 hunters plus two, two of you guys from the outfit and yep. a couple dogs. And that, I mean, that, you know, that, that's a, that's a decent sized group to be hunting with, but it, you know, we keep it safe and everybody's, everybody knows what to do. But the, the, you said that there were a couple thousand birds in this field and probably most of the morning these, they weren't coming in at all. They're like ones or twos. It was a high wind. It was, it was an interesting hunting situation, but 
you, you kept telling us, no, I'm telling you, they're, they're going to come. I wouldn't even be hunting this field unless there were 1,000 birds in this thing, and there were 2,500 here. I know they're coming. And uh, we, we got a few. I, I think I left. I pulled a couple guys out to go grab some pizza, came right back. As we were coming back, we see volleys of birds going in there, and you guys are just starting to shoot them. And I don't think that stopped for, what, how long? I had three straight hours because I remember we got out of there before the other 2,000 arrived just so we could hunt that field in the morning. Oh, you know, my God. It was lights we were, out. We, yeah, we had 56 birds on the ground. We needed four, but we didn't want to ruin anything else. <laughs> we wanted to save it for the next day. Yep. Uh, I was out there with my truck in the middle of the field. We were all eating pizza, trying to stay warm, and all of a sudden um, – uh, a- after the valley, I was able to get out there, so I did. And then all of a sudden, they start coming in, so I drive out. I had to stay there and watch you guys shoot a, a number of uh, flights in. And and then as we were, we-, we weren't even cleaning up. I just put pulled my truck back out into the field to pick guys up and get them out of there. We were trying to sneak out before. I think when we were driving, there were just waves of birds trying to fly into that field. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Yep. How do you think it's going to be this year? Well, this year is going to be a little struggle because it started snowing in Port Hope this morning and all the birds bunched up, but then it turned 40 degrees and they, and them geese in the late season, they start thinking it's springtime and they all scattered out and they start going to a whole bunch of different fields. Interesting. So when it's cold and miserable and it's 20 below, they're all coming to one field and then like I said, this year it's going to be totally different because it's so warm and so so different from winter right now. It's supposed to be 50 by next weekend. So I think the geese actually think it's spring and they're starting to pair up. You see a lot of pairs out in the, out in the field. You oh. never see that at this time. Interesting. And, and yep. uh, for those that don't know, uh, the, the Port Hope area, Grindstone area, it's, it's up in the thumb there. It's, uh, what, a couple miles from – from uh, Lake Huron? Oh, yeah. The field we're hunting last year was a half a mile from the lake, and the one that we're hunting in the morning is literally a half a mile from the lake. Yeah, you can see yep. the water a lot of times when you're driving around up there. So is that is that where they're – talk talk to us about how how are they moving. So the, the migration is is hanging out around there all yep. wintertime? No migration. No migration no more. These are all locals that live here the whole time. The only thing that pushes geese out in the winter is too deep a snow to feed or frozen water. Gotcha. We didn't get much of that this year so far. No frozen water and no snow. Nope. Nope. And they'll they'll stay here all the all the way through. They will not leave unless we get three foot of snow and and the ice our lake here on freezes. But it's probably too late in the year for that to happen. And the strategy is so you're you're looking for. What what are you scouting for right now? Uh, in the wintertime, they usually go to winter wheat green field or sugar beet field. Okay. And, and the, when, uh, keep going. When they when they come to a, a winter wheat field, they, they have something to eat. That's why they stop going to corn when it's frozen and it's snow covered. I think it's too hard for them to find food. But now that we don't have snow, like right now as we're driving around, we're seeing all the birds in the evening in corn fields because now there's no snow and they can find corn when they're walking around the cornfield. Okay. And yep. the thought process is you're driving around now because whatever field they're in Tonight, dictates how it's going to be tomorrow? Yep. Yep. 
Gotcha. That's what we hope is goose hunter. Oh yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah. Uh, now, how about this? So they're going. Are they are they roosting in different areas? Is there a big roost up there? A few different ones. How does that work? Yeah, the roost is probably uh, when it's right in front of Port Hope. It's probably two or three miles each way of Port Hope. So they're coming from all different little bays and harbors. You know, so they're not stationed like in one big graph, like you're thinking. It's not like that. Okay, There's bunch two, of little pockets. Yep, bunch of little pockets of birds. Yep. And then they fly yep. over to feed in the fields, and then uh, and then they they go back to roost. It's it's literally just roost to to feed. Or are they switching fields? You have a couple groups going out tomorrow. Or are you are they all hunting yep. the same field? Or are you splitting up? Yeah, we're splitting up. I got two groups tomorrow. One group going in a winter wheat field, and then in the evening, then he's been coming in the cornfield. So the group I got, the second group I got, is hunting in the evening in the cornfield. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and they usually leave the lake about three o'clock in the afternoon to come and feed till five. Okay. Yep. And then it gets dark around what time? Uh, five thirty, but we'll have to look at the shooting time, whatever time we can shoot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's yep. uh I think it's up until uh sundown, but Yeah, yep. What's, but they'll what's... always come before then this time of year. And um what what are the limits on on uh, geese right now for the season? Five five feet per person. Okay. And what what are you um, so with with this strategy? Last year it was super cool. I'd never done this before, but it was snow packed ground and it was it was single digit. I mean it was freezing last year that that Saturday that I, we hunted. I, I hunted on Saturday. I didn't I didn't do the Sunday hunt too, but I heard it warmed up a little bit. But man, it was cold on on Saturday and the the ground was hard white. And so I, I, um, I didn't bring up my ground blind and instead I had, I had like the warmest clothes and coverall and, and, um, and bibs on and, and everything. And then I had like a, a real thin layer of white camo over that, but you, you went around and passed out bed sheet. Talk about the whole, there, there's, there's a way to hunt these birds with snow and there's a way to hunt these birds with no snow. What, what is that coming out of a field? Yeah, when it's snow covered and they're coming for survival, we just we just cover up with white sheets and put a, a big shell decoy over us, <laughs> so they don't so they don't see nothing different. Then we just hide the snow and, like you said, when they're snowing at twenty below, it's a survival thing. Where they're coming, whether they like it or not. When it when the temperature becomes like it is now, they have a half an inch of fat on their body, so it's not like they really have to feed, and it's not a dire thing for them to come to the field. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. It was so funny. Last year I was laying there um, just on the field, like on, on the snow. And, yeah, I had white on, but then I also put a, a white sheet over me and then this huge shell decoy just on, like on, on my stomach. And as these things were coming in, you, they would get real close. And then we'd pop that decoy off and, and gun up. And uh, and take them. And when you threw that decoy off you, man, they were just super surprised that you were popping out of a big shell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they were close. And low. Yep, when they're low and slow, you know it's going to be a good hunt. When they come in high, they pick you apart and see everything wrong. Yeah. Yep. So what? Um, and then now that there's there's not going to be snow, what's the strategy here? Well, we're going to pray to God. That he 
he lets the first three or four blocks come right and land right with us. <laughs> and we get a whole bunch of them. <laughs> and so you, you let those first couple come in and walk around as in live decoys for you? Is that what you're well, saying? no, probably. No, we probably can't wait that long. We just want the first three or four blocks to do it right into the decoys. Oh, and take them. Right. So we have a good hunt because any later than it's going to be, then it'll start getting daylight and it'll get worse for us because then they'll start picking us apart because there's no snow in the fields now. It all melted. Okay. And then, so you're hunting out of layout blinds, A-frames? What, what's that? We're going to actually hunt out of a A-frame tomorrow. Okay. Because the birds are coming from so many different directions that if you use a coffin blind, you can only shoot pretty much one way, the way you're facing. With an A-frame, you can, you can shoot 360. And then if, when they do come from a different direction, it'll be a lot easier for the hunters to uh, shoot them. And and you've been um, you've been putting together. I like I like your A frame setup because you can buy those off the shelf A frames, but they're they're not really they're, they're, there's not a lot of room in them. And and the ones that you put together, you you built with. Um, well, well, tell us how you, how how did you build those different? Uh, yeah, I went to walls? I went to Tractor Supply and I got hog panels that are eighteen foot long. <laughs> Zip tied them all together and put rebar. Made it up six inches above the blind so I can put metal pipes between them on an angle so it works against itself. And yeah, so for 60 bucks, I got a 48 foot goose blind that holds 15 people. Yeah, oh wow, that that yep. is that's real cool. And then you brush it in with do you, do you change it up between different feet? Like if you're hunting corn, is it going to be is it look different than somewhere else or is it pretty universal? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty universal. We got corn on it and wheat or uh, wheat straw and weeds. Very cool. Yep. With um with decoy spread this year this kind of this late season year, what um are you putting out a lot, putting out a little? Yeah, we're gonna we're probably gonna put out about a hundred shell decoys because usually in this time of the year when they come to the field, they instantly go uh lay down and go to sleep out in the field. So we use all shell decoys this time of the year. Oh, instead of the silhouettes or full body. Uh, yep, that is correct. Yep. Gotcha. Is there yep. any strategy of uh, how you're setting them up? Um, probably downwind, about 90 yards. So when if they don't like the decoys, at least when they do flare from us, they'll be close enough still to still be in range to shoot at them. That makes sense. How about um? Yep. Is there any is there any difference in uh, in calling strategy right now? No, usually if the, the thousand birds I've seen on the ground today, they never made one peep. There wasn't one honk out of all them birds. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, um, last year, late season, I don't even think we really – We I don't even know if we called. Maybe I heard a call a couple times, but n- nothing. Uh, it was more so we, we were just on the X or near the X kind of thing. Right. When we walked in the field and seen – 5,000 goose tracks. We knew we were perfect in the perfect spot in the snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Lay yep. down in their droppings and you're like, yep, this is, this is the spot right here. Yeah. And they don't forget where they went the night before. That's for sure. That's interesting. Yep. How, how'd you get into it? How'd you get into, uh, into goose hunting? Uh, when I first started, there was hardly any goose hunters and the geese weren't even 
half or a tenth of the smartness they are now. Now every single person thinks he wants to be a goose hunter. And uh, the, the geese can't even land in the field without getting shot at. That's why they got so educated in the last 20 years. So now you just got to be keep getting smarter and keep adapting to different things to outsmart them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and, and up by where you're at, that's, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ag fields that they're, that they're walking, they're flying into eating and, and a lot of people hunt up that way too. So it's, it's pretty interesting how yep. you've, 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 um, secured so much property up there. Real good. Yep. Yep. Um, if you're an honest person. What's that? I said, if you're an honest person and you do what you tell them, you know, that goes a long way still. Oh yeah. And you know, you being a local and growing up with some of those, those, uh, those yep. farmers up there, it's, you've got a pretty cool thing going. We, we came out there. So hunted last year after that, went out and met with you. And then you showed me around some of the different properties. You've got a, you've got a little hidden gem. I think you referred to it as Lake hoodie, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Building that yep. out. And that's, um, there, there's some big plans for that place. So what, what is that all about? Yep. Um, I just like to have family functions there and it's got a bunch of, a couple lakes on it with kayaks and paddle boats and jet ski and a big trampoline for kids to jump on and fish in the pond for little kids to fish. Yeah. It's, it's all private and it's way back in the woods. So you never know what's even back there. And, and people can, um, when people come up to stay with you to hunt, primarily they're staying on on where the where if you were to Google Hotshot Outfitters, there, there's a property, and you have what do you have? You have a couple, um, you have a, you have a couple houses on there for people to stay in. Yep, couple cabins that hold six eight people. Yeah, per, each uh, one. Cabin. Yep. And then the the Lake Hoodie that I'm referring to isn't too far from there, but that um, you, you're. Do you ever rent? You rent that out? You were saying you're, there was going to be like a wedding there, and is, is that still the plan? Yep. This year I'm going to Airbnb it out. So, wow. Yep. That'll be very yep. cool. Yeah, I, I couldn't yep. believe uh, you had that dug out, and, and you dropped a you literally dropped a wave runner in that thing. It's thirty five foot deep and three acres. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. You won't hit the bottom. I know that. So aside from uh, goose hunting, there's predator hunting going on right now. But um, you you run you raise beagles, right? Yep. Yep. How many? Uh, and so we that's what we rabbit hunted with. We didn't rabbit hunt with your whole entire your whole entire crew. But how many how many dogs do you have? Uh, twelve. And you run? Would we run yep. four? I think at a time. Yep. Usually four or five. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah that was a blast oh yeah and we were going um we were kind of going you know field to field and 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 when it was uh with with you and um cheyenne it was it was pretty cool because um the two of you and that that's your daughter but she she also works for hotshot um we're running with you guys you put us on like we, we park here and then and then bam it's game time and then there's a there's a how I guess walk us through. So we pull up to a property, one that you manage, yep. and um, what are you looking for to to set us up and and get us? Let's say there's 
you know, three or four of us hunting, hunting rabbit. And then the two of you guys running the dogs. What, what are yeah, you looking I try for? To get everybody, uh, I try to get everybody in a, in a spot and I tell everybody to be still that me and Django in a spot. We, the dogs jump the rabbit or we jump the rabbit. The dog starts running it. And then if you're just really still, a rabbit always, when you jump up, you always going to make a circle and come right back to you. So if you're just still and be patient, you'll, uh, That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and you know what? It, it's um, I, Kyle and I were still talking about this just, just last week. It was, uh, you know, we, we had, we had success first place. We pulled up. We had, I think we, we got three, two or three right away. Yeah. I think we got three and all three of us, um, all three of us shot yep, one. Got a rabbit. And yep. uh, we're like, wow, this is going to be a, a heck of a morning. We're going to be, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we, we started getting into some other places. Then we started missing shots or they were, they were jumping in holes yep. and um, it, yep. it was the a lot of fun. The day, yep. The later it gets in the day, the, the, the rabbits actually usually go in their holes or, or they get so hard to jump. They won't jump. Yep. So after, usually after the afternoon comes, the rabbits are sleeping and they don't want to be bothered and they will not jump up and you can hardly jump a rabbit in the afternoon. Well, Kyle and I were still talking about this because if you go with, so we've all, we've all been with a, a number of different outfitters. And, and one thing we really appreciate the way you run things over there is, you know, you, you and you and shine, there was no thought of like, okay, well we're on a deadline with this time. And I'm sure there's, there's other cases that that might be, might be the case, but the, the two of you were pretty dedicated, like really dedicated to getting us into, into rabbits and, and getting our, getting our limit or, or pretty dang close. So we, we actually, I mean, we went, we went a number of hours over what would be considered probably a, you know, a regular, this is your, your half day hunt kind of thing. And uh, right. yep. we're still talking about that. We're like, man, they, they were working real hard for us to get on our stuff. And, you know, we, we could have been done earlier because we, you know, we missed some, some rabbits as part of the fun, but it, we just really appreciated how how you uh, how you ran us that day. That was that was a lot of fun. You know, we're all for work as hard as you can. Then it usually pays off. You know, at least if you if when when it doesn't happen, at least you can say you worked as hard as you could. Yeah, Kyle you and know? I look at each other we're like, man, we actually I I thought we were going to be done a couple hours ago. We got a uh, I got to head back. I, I had stuff set up, and I, I would have loved to stay out there. And you you were ready to go to the next place, and I'm like, gosh, I love that. That's fired up right there. Yep. Yeah. How many? Um. And then, uh, what else is going on right now? So there's there's rabbit. There's uh, goose. Goose is just a couple weeks, right? Yep. It's the third through the twelfth. And then uh, rabbit. Will, go ahead. Sorry. I'll, I'll rabbit hunt until uh, March 31st, and like the last 15 days of March, I will take people uh, crow hunting until noon, and then noon till five rabbit hunting. That's awesome. Because yeah. the crows usually they're done flying at noon. So. And people, um, the way the way it works there, people can can book hunts and stay on, on premise or show up the morning of, uh, they, and they, they could, they could pay for the crow hunt and the rabbit hunt and call it a day. Yep. Yep. Very but cool. They'll probably want to stay that night because they'll be too tired to drive home. <laughs> right. Yeah. From where <laughs> I'm at, I think it's a, what, two, two hours, maybe on the nose, a little over depending on weather and stuff. It's not bad. It's, yeah. it's still, it's, nope. it's uh, far enough. 
where um, it's not it's not too far. You can do it in a day, but it's far enough to feel like you're you know you're out there, and it's good. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey Ray, I, yeah. I know you're uh, you're you're super busy and and driving around and um and and looking for some uh some geese to hunt in the morning and this weekend. I, I um we're getting on some time here, so I guess uh, to wrap things up, is there any final thoughts you want to share with the listeners? No, just call me on my cell phone nine eight nine six seven zero four three three six if they want to book a hunt. Heck yeah. And how, uh, how else can they, so there, there's a phone number and then if they want to follow you, you also run a social media and have a website. Uh, how can they, how can they yep. find you? Yeah. They can go to hotshot outfitters, Facebook or, or email me. And you, you have a, you have a website too that, uh, yep. Got a website, hotshot outfitters. Yep. Has a pretty good, uh, explanation of you, you have pricing and everything on there. So, and of course, if yep. you're a network outdoors member, you, you get a little special pricing and, and, a and a night stay. And, and we really appreciate that, uh, that partnership there, Ray. And man, thank you so much for, uh, for spending the time and, um, and going through dropping some knowledge on, on late season goose and talking about the outfit. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Brad. And you have a great day. Hey, you too. And uh, good luck this weekend. All right. Thanks, buddy. Until next time, we're signing off.